Hey guys, it's Kiki and I'm back to finally come through on a promise I made and that was to review season three of Ready to Love. So I've caught up on all the episodes and I was like, I know there's some other people out there probably watching, so why not review it? Um, this is my first time watching this show. I haven't seen the past two seasons. I'm trying to get more into OWN's um, programming, but um, this show looks good. I love dating shows, especially a dating show with an older group of people, an older group of black people. So we get to see some black love. We get to see some melanin. We get to have interesting conversations. So um, yeah, stay tuned. All right, so first things first, um, this is actually episode two. The first episode was a casting special. I watched that a while back. I don't feel the need to review that because it's just regurgitating the same information because we're introduced to um, the participants again in episode two. So I would actually recommend going back and watching episode one so you have a little bit of backstory into, you know, who each person is and, you know, their dating habits. But um, yeah, we're starting off with episode two. Um, my review format for episode two is going to be a little bit different. I'm not going to detail what happens in each scene like I will do in future episodes. I'm just going to tell y'all about the 20 individuals who are introduced to us. And then I'm going to just go through some things that stuck out to me in the episode. All right. So I hope y'all like it. I hope y'all enjoy me talking about it. Um yeah so let's get started all right so the show is created by will packer you guys know will packer he's a director writer producer kind of like tyler perry's second in command i would consider him to be um i know he produced girls trip with queen latifah and jada pinkett smith he has produced um some other shows on own some other dating shows in a scripted show um i can't think of the name of it right now ambitions he um directed that show and one of the writers I don't know personally but I used to follow one of the writers on social media and um he created that show so Will Packer is definitely a power player in Atlanta like I said he's like Tyler Perry he's employing people with writing and acting and producing and all of that so um this year the show takes place in Houston I think it normally took tick takes look place in Atlanta but I guess because of COVID it could have I don't know this may have been filmed prior to the COVID outbreak or during but I think they wanted to try a different location so Houston is definitely one of those places I want to visit um, aside from the damn hurricanes baby there was a, a point in time when I was considering moving to Houston and all my friends are telling me no girl move to Austin move to San Antonio definitely want to visit Houston when I get a chance but anyway let's get into the 10 singles okay now I am going to try to describe them because you guys are listening to a podcast hopefully you guys have watched these episodes <laughs> so you kind of get an idea of who I'm talking about um all right so the first person we meet is Calfani Calfani is 38 he's a personal trainer and he's from Houston Texas um there are a few of these contestants that they don't originally say where they're from. It'll come up in conversation, but 
the first thing he told us is that he's from Houston, Texas. Calfani is fucking fine, okay? He's a bodybuilder, like I said. He is built. He's just tall, chocolate with muscles, beautiful smile. He's gonna get a lot of people in trouble, okay? Um, his relationship trait that stuck out to me is that he said he's tired of dealing with jealousy. Now, Calfani. Are you the jealous person? Or are you insinuating that the woman you be dating are jealous? Because I don't know. I don't know if I could date a personal trainer. Like, are you fucking your clients? <laughs> like, you got all these muscles. Like, why are you always coming home from the gym late? Mm, no. <laughs> but overall, he seems really nice. Next, we meet Joy. She's 38. She's a management consultant. The moment I saw Joy in this big, bushy, like natural hair, she has on this pink, like um, business suit, like a suit jacket and pants. Beautiful. She gives me Joan Clayton vibes, like Tracy Ellis Ross down to a T. Like I said, just big hair covering her face and um, just very beautiful, has a beautiful personality. She seems very woke. She seems very like a modern type of woman. And she, she just, she just speaks so well. So she says that she's a workaholic and she is not a fan of fixer, fixer uppers. Okay. So I take that to mean that she has dated, um, some bums. (laughs) Joy, I too have vowed not to be a fixer upper. The third person we meet is Edwin. Edwin is 40 years old and he's a chef. Edwin is very well put together. He's built to be a 40 year old. Um, he has tattoos. He has the salt and pepper. He looks like Mr. Steal Your Grandpa. Do you guys remember that guy who um, was on Instagram like a couple years ago and people were so into him because he was built, yet he was old? He reminds me of that. Um, in future episodes, we'll learn more about Edwin's background and how he used to be a police officer. But uh, for the most part, I like Edwin. Um, I don't think I put anything down for his relationship trait, just that he's ready to find love. All right. The fourth person we meet is Denise, 39, and she is a track and field coach. Denise, right off the bat, reminded me of Issa Rae. She's dark skinned. She's chocolate. Um, A lot of people on social media are calling her Aunt Viv. Um, She has a very strong personality. Um, And Denise is really just done with the bullshit. She's ready for a relationship. Denise is going to be a huge topic of conversation within the season. I feel like she's the star of the season just because we have not, well, I have not seen a reality show that focuses on dark-skinned Black women as much as it does with this show. Um, Denise is going to be labeled as aggressive right off the bat. Um, And that is going to piss me off (laughs) because why does the dark skin assertive woman have has to be labeled as aggressive? Like you can tell she has a domineering personality and that some men are going to be turned off by that. But like I said, we're going to get to know Denise and more of her story um, later in the season. As these episodes go by, she is just one of my favorites already, like dead on Issa Rae, like dead on Aunt Viv. The fifth person we meet is David. David is 36. He's a chemical operator and he's from Lufkin, Texas. I'm immediately attracted to David (laughs) for a couple reasons. David is like built. He's not that tall. He's medium height, but he has the beard and the perfect smile and he's chocolate. Like I was just like, ugh. David is like my homeboy from down the street. You know what I mean? Like sometimes you just need a, a country man 
And um, David is that type of guy. Like he came on the scene with his fedora, his floral print shirt and his like white pants. I was like, is David from Charleston? <laughs> David is so country. Um, I think David's relationship trait is that he says that he's been cheated on a lot. Now, he said that in the casting special. And I'm just like, now, David, baby, are you not paying attention? Like, why do you always get cheated on? What's Are you out here cheating, too? He doesn't really explain, but um, I like David a lot. Next, we meet Winter. She is 40 and she is a business consultant. Right off the bat, Winter is gorgeous. She comes on the scene with this badass haircut um, and this badass orange dress. She just looks like a Georgia peach. They didn't say where Winter was from, but um, Winter just gave me like best friend vibes. Like she and I could go out and party and, you know, she says she's looking for love. I think she said something like the creator gave her the gift of sensuality. So Winter, that kind of let me know that you're ready to fuck. <laughs> I'm just playing. Winter seems like she is very, she's a relationship girl. If I had someone to compare her to, I would say like a um, a Charlotte off of Sex in the City. Like she dates to marry to me. Um, so yeah. Now, speaking of Sex in the City characters, the closest one that would resemble Samantha is Alicia. Alicia is 39. She's a clinic manager. And I have written in my notes, she's a hoe. Um... <laughs> We're going to get to know Alicia later in some episodes, but, um, you know, she says she loves dating. She says that men either want to marry her or have sex with her. I wrote in my notes, big ass. Alicia has is shaped like a Coke bottle. Like everything is big, big on her. Big titties, big ass, like just very sensual. Got the long hair, light skin. I'm just like, OK, like you are probably going to be the vixen of the show because my God, all that ass, honey. Um, she mentioned she has kids. I think she said she has two kids, but you know, she, her last relationship lasted for five years. I would assume that is her, uh, the father of her children, but Alicia just gives off very sexual, sensual vibes in that she's looking for a provider right off the bat. Put a note in that. Okay. Cause that's going to come up later. The eighth person that we meet is Chris. Chris is 42 and he's a radio host. Chris came on the scene with a bright pink suit with no t-shirt, oiled up, okay? His titties were up, his abs were up and oiled. I was like, okay, I have in my notes, hot pink and oily. Um, Chris states that his biological clock is ticking, so he's ready to find his wife and have children. I would imagine at 42, you would be a little overdue to sit down and start a family, uh, but Chris is a smooth talker. He is well-spoken. He enjoy know each other. So that makes sense. They're both actually wearing pink, which I was like, okay, are y'all trying to tell us something? Or is this an early contender for a couple? But um, Joy says that Chris has a great personality and she can't wait to see, you know, the person he ends up with. The next woman we meet is Simone. Simone is 37 and she's an attorney. Um, What, what did I say? She said she's self-aware and <laughs> Simone reminds me a lot of myself with this next quote. She says, she says, I'm self-aware. So I know that I'm either going to have one husband or five husbands. I kid y'all not. I have said that my friends will tell y'all how I'm always like, if I meet a guy and I like him, I'm like, y'all, I just met my future ex-husband, which is a fucked up way of thinking, but that's just the way I think. Um, 
Simone is going to get on a lot of people's nerves this season, especially in this first episode. She goes around when she is introduced to the men. And the first thing she's asking them is, do you have a passport? Now, Simone, um, Simone is one of those black people who are, if you don't have a passport, she deems you as less than she didn't say that. But that's the vibes I get from her. Now we in a damn pandemic. So that passport don't really mean shit. So I wonder how she's thriving in the pandemic. Um, On the casting special, Simone did state that she had to go to a therapist with her father because her relationship with her father was affecting her dating life, meaning that she feels less than and that men don't really respect her. So take with that what you will. We're going to talk about Simone a little later. Um, The 10th person we meet is Adriana. She is 31 and she's a realtor. She's the youngest person there. Adriana, y'all, is drop-dead gorgeous. She reminds me of a video vixen from the 90s. Like, I have been trying to place who she resembles, but I couldn't. It's still driving me crazy, and we're on episode 8, you know, up to date. But she's gorgeous. She's stacked. She's chocolate. When Adriana comes on the scene, all the men take notice because she's just beautiful. She does give me a little bit of an airhead vibe. (laughs) And I just, I'm not one of those people, I hate talking about people's wigs, especially black women's, but Adriana's wig is kind of pushed so far back and there's this hump at the top. I'm just like, girl, did you not, maybe somebody here can put some plaits or some cornrows in your hair because you are, you're a perfect 10, but that wig placement, honey, it's making you drop down to an eight. Adriana is going to know someone, put a pin in that. We're going to come back to that. Next, we meet Alex, who is 33. She is a software specialist. Um, Alex is so sweet. Alex feels like one of my little cousins. Like, uh, she reminds me of um, Melanie from the game. Like, she's, you can tell Alex is a dataholic, um, but she's very smart. I feel like Alex may date beneath her. Alex's relationship trait is that she has been celibate for two years so when she's talking to one of the men and she tells him that he was like oh that must have been hard for you and she's like no not really I want to be on Alex's level okay because celibacy a lot of women struggle with that (laughs) so I want Alex's tips on that um the 12th person we meet is Danny Danny is 41 she's a project coordinator um Danny is very interesting to me she's a lovely woman she um, got married at 20. She has a, um, I believe she said her daughter is also 20. So her daughter is the light of her life. And she gets so emotional when she talks about her daughter. So I was like, all right, you, you're one of those. You're one of those women who loves their children. Um, and that's great. But she said that her daughter wanted her to come on the show because she was, I don't know if she's been crowding the daughter, but the daughter was like, mom, it's time for you to go out and find love. Like you've been living your life for me. Go live your life for yourself. Very much um, Jody's mama from Baby Boy vibes, but she's nice. She is a home girl and I like dating. Her vibe was really nice. The 13th person we meet is Brian. Brian is 36. He's an education consultant. I don't know what that means. He did say that he was a former pro athlete. Brian has that um, that beard that looks like it may be a piece. I don't trust it. Just, I don't know. It's something about Brian I can't put my finger on. We're going to come back to that in future episodes. But just remember, y'all, Brian, something to milk and clean about him. Um, I know he said he has a kid. 
Um, he has a daughter, but that his relationship with the mother of his child is not um, it's not a good relationship and that he has issues with being allowed to be allowing him. The baby mother doesn't really allow him to see his daughter. Like it's always an issue when he wants to see her. So that's a red flag to me. Like why, if you're already trying to paint your baby mama as somebody who's problematic, but you know, why is it always an issue? He does state in later episodes that they weren't in a relationship. So I don't know. What does that mean, Brian? Were you out here just fucking around and you got somebody pregnant? What, what's the tea, sis? Now, the next six people, they did not have a full introduction. I feel like after the first 10, they were like, okay, we're going to sprinkle the people in here and you'll get to know them later in episodes. So Rashid is the 14th person. I didn't get Rashid's age. Let's say he's about 40. He's a luxury auto broker. He is a Kappa. He is divorced and he has a seven-year-old. The reason I say Kappa, we're going to talk about that in like episode two and three. Um, funny thing about Rashid is that he and Adriana know each other. They went on one date and then Adriana ghosted him. We're going to talk about that later. The 15th person is Naya. She's 43. She's a salon owner. Um, now, Naya, she's going to be a topic of conversation when we start in on these later episodes. Um... Naya stated when she was, you know, talking to the different men that, you know, she plays her position. She falls back and she lets men take the lead. She's all about vibes. Off the bat, I liked Naya, but I also clocked that she says things that make her sound like a a, a perfect pageant queen. Like she, she always knows the correct things to say to adapt to whoever she's speaking to, which is a unique talent. I think I kind of have that talent. But there was a lack of, I don't know, I feel like she is very submissive, but she was trying to portray herself as like the perfect housewife when talking to these men. Like there wasn't an independent stance about her like, hey, I'm my own woman. I run out and I get this. I feel like she was catering to uh, hoteps or catering to men who believe that their woman should be barefoot and pregnant. She was acting like a pick me that's what it is so even though I clocked that she was doing that I was like girl why are you doing that you kind of selling yourself short but again y'all gonna get tired of me saying that we're gonna talk about that in later episodes <laughs> next we meet Shay Shay is 41 she's a personal chef Shay doesn't really play a pivotal part in this series she has been on another dating show according to social media on that Bravo show to roam with love Shay is just basically, she didn't really state what her objectives were. She's basically here, spoiler alert, to um, get in on the drama, the mess, and the tea. And she's here for comedic relief. So we're not going to spend a lot of time on Shay. Next, we meet Sam. Sam is 36. He's a visual artist and he has three kids. Y'all, Sam is so awkward to watch on TV. Like he's very quiet. He's very reserved. He's not really interacting. I feel like production was like, okay, you need to go talk to one of these women. Like he has no communication skills. He's very awkward. And it was very painful watching him on the show. Um, he was another one in the casting special. He was like, um, the one of the mothers of his children did not want him there for the birth of the child. Red flag, ladies, red flag. Next, we meet Jay. Jay is 43. He's a real estate broker. Um, he has two kids, and 
Jay, I call Mr. Peanut. Like, he is just a chocolate little man with a peanut head. Um, he says he's trying to find that Barack and Michelle love. Good luck, bruh. Good luck. <laughs> I'm all for relationship goals, but, you know, I don't... Yes, Barack and Michelle are a great representation of a black couple, but I, you mean to tell me that she... I feel like Barack be getting on Michelle's nerves or that he's pulled some shit in the past. That's just me. That's just me. Um, next, we meet Raymond... Oh, Lord. I should have saved Raymond for last, but Raymond is 52, does not look it. Raymond looks like he's in his mid-30s or just about to turn 40. Raymond is a musician. Um, He's a guitar player for Tank and Genuine, TGT. Now, he specifically just said Tank and Genuine. He mentioned that like every five seconds. What happened to Tyrese? Hmm? Um... (laughs) Raymond has five kids. His oldest is 24 years old. Now, Raymond. Um, no, I'm not even going to read Raymond. I'm going to read production. Why did y'all let Raymond come on this show? No woman who is above the age of 30 willingly wants to date a man with five kids. He's a musician who is single. Sir, you were giving out dick on this tour bus. Like, what? I'm, I'm sorry. Condoms? Hello? Hello? Five kids? I say this as someone who was, I was contemplating dating. My friend tried to set me up with someone who was divorced. Very nice guy. We are, we have like a friendly little thing going on, but he has four kids and he's divorced. I think it's, I think she said it's actually five now, but he has four kids. And I was just like, you know what? Even with the five kids, the four to five kids, I would still date this guy. But, um, I think he was looking for um, an instant stepmom. And when me and your oldest child have like a probably six to seven year age difference, I may not have been what he was looking for. But this is not about me. Um, (laughs) They really set him up with the five kids. The last contestant we meet is Anthony. Anthony is 38. He is a student support manager and he... um, a former athlete um we don't see a lot of anthony he's gonna pop up a lot in future episodes but anthony seems nice um i'm always wary of former athletes like i got my good fetty wop eye on y'all so those are all the contestants you guys so far i really like denise based off this first episode my favorites are denise david um i like alex because she just reminds me of like a friend I would have. Um, I forgot to say the objective of the show. So the objective of the show is to bring 10 win, 10 win, 10 men and 10 women. Um, and only three couples will make it to the final or towards the end because I've never watched this show. I, I guess three couples just remain standing. I have no idea how these couples are formed or if it's a voting system, but at the end of some of these episodes, um, nephew Tommy who hosts the show he takes them to his tavern the men and women separately and they discuss you know who they're liking who they're not liking and as a group they come to a consensus of who leaves like you have a bottom two and um you know they to eliminate them one member of the opposite sex may go and have a conversation and then tell them that they're not ready for love so they have to leave um I like this concept as a first time watcher, I wish they would have explained because the first episode, 
I was just like, okay, now how did y'all decide who goes home? Is it production? Is it Tommy making the decisions? Best, sorry y'all, based on the conversations he's having, but I looked up on social media and they said like in the past, it's a voting system between the contestants. All right, so some stuff that um, stood out to me, like I said, we're not reviewing what happened in each scene for this episode since this was the intro. Um, Winter and her passport question, that pissed me off. Um, she, she asked country David, who I like, if he liked to travel and he's like, yeah. And she's like, well, do you have a passport? He says, yeah, you know, I'm actually going to Dominican Republic. And this is obviously before Corona. She's like, oh, you going there for a hooker? <laughs> and he's like, what? Like, no, I'm not going there for a hooker. She's like, oh, cause I used to live in the Dominican Republic. And David's like, oh, is, is that what they thought you were a hooker? David, you get a gold star because her asking that question was out of line. Like she doesn't have that demeanor for it to come off as a joke. So I was like, Simone, girl, you are not becoming a fan favorite. Um, Adriana and Rashid, you know, he finally approaches her about the ghosting. And she just basically says that she got out. She had just gotten out of a relationship and she should not have been dating. Okay. And um, she says that was really the reason and that she felt like, you know, he was fresh out of his marriage and that he wasn't really ready to date. So Adriana is trying to convince us that she likes Rashid. We'll see. Um, Denise and Calfani have a nice moment. Um, They go and talk. Um, She's sitting. She has his feet in her lap and they're just you know, there's obvious chemistry. Of course, I love seeing two chocolate people talk, y'all. But, you know, she reveals that her last relationship was a domestic violence situation. And, um, you know, that's where this kind of hard exterior comes from. Like, she has to protect herself first and foremost. And she says, you know, she's really soft inside, but she's hard on the outside. And that kind of led me to understand where she's coming from. Like, if you were in that type of situation, I would assume it's not easy to love it's not easy to put yourself out there to date again so you know and you know to put yourself on a reality show a dating show at that I think that takes a lot of balls so I love that she opened up the fact that she opened up to Calfani I was already like okay you and Calfani gonna make it um now Tommy didn't take them to his tabernacle I'm gonna call it a tabernacle y'all he just went around because this was the first episode and he was getting a feel for who liked whom so the general consensus around the men was that winter was trash not trash but that her conversation was trash and that she really didn't come off as likable they also said that Denise was aggressive now okay if this was your first time meeting Denise I could see that but just to see black women um I'm sorry, just to see black men automatically peg the dark skinned women, the tall, dark skinned kind of athletic woman as, oh, she's too aggressive. That pissed me off. And I was like, I should play a drinking game for every time they call Denise aggressive. Um, When I went on social media, that was also the general consensus. So I was just like, y'all, y'all are falling in to stereotypes. Like, damn, like, come on, y'all, we got to do a little better. I feel like she was assertive and not aggressive, but you know, we all know how that goes. I'm not going to stay on that too long because as the episodes go on, we will see different sides to Denise. Um, The general consensus around among the women is that nobody wants to fuck with Raymond and them five kids. Okay. Like, why is he here? 
in that Sam was too quiet. Like a lot of them didn't even get to speak to Sam. And when some of them did, they were just like the conversation, much like Winter was trash. So Tommy um, calls them all together. And the bottom two for the women were Winter, of course, the attorney, you guys, the one who was asking everybody about the passport. And then surprisingly for Danny, um, Danny, you guys, was the 41-year-old single mother who, you know, had her daughter at a young age at 20. Um, the guys were saying that Danny just gave them more of a homegirl vibe. And I'm like, y'all friend zoned the hell out of her so damn quick. So Danny ended up getting, vote- getting voting off, which immediately the first episode, I think it should have been Winter. I think production decided to keep Winter because she was a little messy um, but yeah, Danny got voted off and I felt bad because she had a vibe with Country David that I thought was really nice. And she said the reason she liked him is because he was country. Um, and then among the men, the bottom two were Sam and Raymond. I kind of thought it was unfair if Raymond had gotten voted off because of the damn five kids. But ultimately, Sam got voted off and he said, you know, they didn't even get a chance to see who he was. Sir, you were on mute this whole episode. Didn't even know you were here. what the hell you mean um but danny and sam end up going home all right guys so that was it for the episode i really enjoyed this show um i'm really enjoying the conversations that are happening on the show and i can't wait to see who the three couples are As of present date, I think we're on episode six. So a lot has happened. (laughs) So I can't wait to go back and rewatch and review those episodes for y'all. All All right, that's it. Y'all know where to find me, K-Dior on Twitter and on Instagram. The On The Rocks profile is at O-T-R-P-O-D. Ashley can be found at Ashtay Lamp Marie on Instagram and Twitter. And don't forget to follow her bartending page where she's mixing up some great cocktails. That's the Perfect Mix LLC on Twitter and on Instagram. Bye.